Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. This is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 149. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And boy, do we have a fun show lined up for you guys. We have the Captain Marvel review. We're going to do a little bit of beers. And then we have a movie cocktail, a mini movie cocktail, from one of our patrons to do on the adventures of Baron Munchausen. But Jay, before we get into the rest of the show... It's been one week since you looked at me. What have you been up to this week, man? What have you been getting down to? What 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 uh what's what's been keeping you busy? Uh just a little bit of this and that, you know, work and uh a little bit of that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I actually I watched a lot of movies. Okay. I, did, I did watch a lot of movies. I kinda laid low. I didn't do too much. It's funny, the one time you actually watch a lot of movies and we're going to be skipping what are you watching this week? <laughs> Go figure. Nah, we could do it. We could do it. I'll. I can briefly get through a, a, a few of them. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, and we'll say. Yeah. You'll wind up just giving us a synopsis for the entire thing, Perhaps. spoiling the whole thing, and then umming for a long time, and then just really, and then, and then I'll have to stop. But I, I, I got a problem, Dave. What's that? I can't find fucking sweatpants that fit my length. I feel like it's been a long time since I brought up an awkward topic, and 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 it's true. The, for the last two months, I've gone to many different stores. And trying to find like a decent sweatpant. Isn't showing a little ankle like a little in for guys now? You know, like the, having the short pants that go up to your ankles with like, come on. But yeah. then they're like skin, they're like slim fit and they're so tight. I, it just doesn't look right. That's in. Well, it doesn't matter. You're, 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 I feel so weird. You're, you're only smuggling grapes, Jay. They're not grapefruits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I, I, I can't find it. I, I'm actually I'm thinking about right now. Looking up online if there's like an a, a big a, and tall, a big and tall sweatpant type situation. Oh, yeah, but then they're going to be parachute pants. You're going to be like swimming. That's what in I'm them. worried about. That's what. I, that's my point. I, I don't. I, I just don't know. And I feel like I got to try them on. I can't find anything. I'm sure everybody it's very frustrating to me. right now feels so bad <laughs> for you. I'm stuck wearing jeans. No one cares. Or underwear all day long. Just, just basketball shorts. <laughs> I know, but like you can be like one gym. of those dudes. You can be like one of those dudes where it's like you know three feet of snow outside and fucking you know below zero, and you're walking around in shorts and you're oh I'm not cold. And it's like fuck you, you're fucking cold. I know you're fucking. Oh, I cold. am not that person. Oh, I'm not cold. I'm not cold at all. No, oh, well, I'd be cold. Yeah. No, my no, my legs never get cold. Fuck you. You're cold. Get out of here, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know you're cold. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, other than that garment, you know, I got new uh, new set of boxer briefs. So that's exciting. Why are we talking about this? I said, <laughs> what are you up to? Not what are you buying? This isn't fucking Home Shopping Network. I'm serious, Dave. I haven't really done much but like watch <laughs> movies and go to work and then chill say out. nothing. Say nothing is better than this, Jay. Look, I'm bringing up interesting topics. This is in my not life. interesting this is- <laughs> topics. This is not interesting. No one cares oh about your fruit God. of the looms, my friend. No one fucking cares. Uh, you know what I did today, Jay? I went to the fucking hospital. <laughs> 
So I was building up to that. I, you were, I you were the did. most exciting topic. So like I wanted to like. That's what, what I fucking did. Yeah. I went to the fucking you hospital. <laughs> so, so you want to explain why to the yeah, people? So for for about a month, like I literally woke up one day and there was a, a growth, I guess you could say. <laughs> a growth. We'll put it that way. Uh, on it, It's right below my collarbone. It was just oh, there man. one day. And other people in my family have like skin tags and moles and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, here's my induction. Guess I'm getting <laughs> guess I'm getting one in a in a very visual place that looks real disgusting, but whatever. I'll live with it. That's life. And for some reason it just kept getting bigger to the point where like it looked like fucking a miniature version of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, like just living on my chest. It was like kind of large. And then you were you were here last week and it 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 just like on its own just ruptured and bled for like a half hour. I got the bleeding under control and I decided the next day I was going to call a dermatologist. I do have a dermatologist appointment. It's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Uh, but today it, it ruptured again while I was, while I was at work and it was just, it was, it was I'm, I, like, I work in a business setting for, for the most part. And here I am talking to customers with just like blood all over my shirt like i look like i escaped the the fucking manson murders like i i'm the one that got that the police didn't get like i'm just running like it looked awful and i saw the little bit that came out last week and that was not pretty so what wound up happening was i bled for probably by the time i got home and i started addressing the situation first off the reason it started bleeding so badly it has ruptured before and i was able to get it to stop bleeding and stuff and i figured i'll just wait for it but i have to change the bandage i can't sit there with blood-soaked bandages so i go to pull the bandage off of it and the blood had dried to it so when i pulled it off it ripped half of the rest of the thing off too and boy did i bleed for a long time At first, I was like, "I'll just shower. It'll come. The, it'll it'll stop bleeding when I'm in the shower, and then uh, I'll be able just to to dry off, dress it, and I, I'll wait till my appointment tomorrow." Wasn't stopping. And then I looked at the clock, and here I've been bleeding for like three hours, but not like profusely bleeding. Not like I cut a finger off or anything. It right. is just a steady, slow trickle of blood coming out. But it was enough that I was like, "I'm slightly alarmed." I'm a little alarmed. So I go I go to the I go to the ER to an urgent care and I was like, "Look, look at this thing." <laughs> like just, just just look at it. And the doctor, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to do." He's like, "I, I don't want to cut it off because you have a dermatologist appointment tomorrow and they're going to have to biopsy it because it it might it might be melanoma, yeah. it might be melanoma, it might be some form of skin cancer." So he didn't want to cut it off and I was like, "You can just put it in a little jar. You can cut it off. It's all right." And then he was accusing me of cutting it off. And like I looked him dead in the eye and I was like, "If I had cut it off, I wouldn't be here with a half botched job, right? I, this whole thing would have been off. I still would have been here because you would have had to close me up, but I, w- <laughs> I would have gotten the job done. I would have finished it off. Trust me. And I'm still regretting not cutting it off myself at this point. Now that I've gone to the ER and it's still there. And I was like, I should have just fucking done it. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a weird experience, but I did learn something interesting about going to the urgent care, Jay, mm. because they asked me what was wrong. And all I said was I was bleeding. The nurse who came in and saw me and she went, we had to, we had to play rock, paper, scissors to see who got you. And I was like, why? And she's just like, well, anytime someone comes into an urgent care or an ER and they only list bleeding or pain of unknown origin, we all know the, the truth. It's either a sexually transmitted disease or they've inserted something somewhere <laughs> and are having Ew. trouble getting it out. <laughs> 
I love nurses. So she was like super relieved that like, or I was like, but isn't this fucking thing gross? And she goes, I've, I've seen legions and boils and all kinds of things way worse than that. And I was like, it fucking disgusts me. Like, it disgusts <laughs> me. Okay. I don't even want to look at myself in the mirror. I've gotten out of the shower and not looked in the bathroom mirror because of the fucking crang pulsating on my fucking neck. It's not even that big. The cracking. Yeah. It's not even that big. It's, 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 it's literally like, like the size of like my, my, t- like my pinky like, nail. It's very small, but, <laughs> but it's like a large mole or something. Yeah. Like that, or yeah, I, I, some sort. I don't know if it's Alaskan King, but it fucking feels huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that's how I spent my day. I bled for three hours, <laughs> and then I came home, ate dinner, and I made a cocktail for for later on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I watched the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. That's what I did in my day. It's amazing. I did have a lovely weekend with my daughter, though. And one of the funniest things that has ever happened with my daughter happened while I wasn't in the room. I was just listening to her, and I think that like this exchange is absolutely fantastic so we have a a fire tv uh, in her room and she's been she's been learning how to how to use it right and she figured out that the microphone button does what you order it to do so she holds the alexa button down i explained to her how to do it but she doesn't always remember everything so she's watching a show and she holds down the button and i hear alexa play something else <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, so Alexa replies to her, I'm sorry, but I did not understand that. So my daughter then yells, play something else. Very loudly and and slowly though like that that's the weird part like like, like she thought Alexa didn't hear her. right right so so it's it's she was like she's like Alexa play something else and I was like oh my god she's like she's like trying to like Batman in, she is your daughter she was like trying to Batman intimidate Alexa into doing what she wanted uh, without giving her clear instructions so <laughs> that uh, that might be a little bit of my dad in her. <laughs> So then Alexa replies to her, there must be something wrong. (laughs) So my daughter goes, put on brainchild or I'll hurt you. (laughs) And then the best part, Alexa replies, playing brainchild on Netflix. So then Alexa goes and reinforces this terrible behavior. And my daughter, like I can hear her. She throws her arms up and you hear her legs smack, smack on her legs. And she's just like, finally. And it got me thinking. I was just like, I've seen similar exchanges. Oh, my God. When I see adults of a certain age trying to use Google on their phone. <laughs> Google. Oh, right, right. Google. Look up something. God damn, this thing never works. Google. Hey, Google. Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Alexa, what was that recipe? You know, the one with the stuff and the things that I like? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Fucking useless machine. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I was like, there really is no difference between toddlers I guess and not. baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just hilarious. It was a funny exchange. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, Jay. That that concludes what we've been up to this week. Me bleeding like a stuck pig. You trying to find the right cradle for your grapes. And <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's about it. But I did reach out on Twitter. I do have a listener question for everybody this week. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? It just raises too many questions. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. The answer to the ultimate question of life the universe and everything so jay we frequently do top five lists on the show and i I always feel like my lists are slightly better than yours just slightly you Uh, know i I feel like i feel like mine are just i feel like people only listen to yours to get to mine (laughs) 
is what I'm, is what I'm, is what I'm just saying. You know? I'm sure that I have a loyal, faithful fan base out there somewhere. One one guy did vote for you. <laughs> so the question of the week was, who had the better top five professional movie fights well, list? In my defense, we did not. it wasn't a poll. It's not a poll. It was you had to write down in the comments section That's right. what it was. So, That's right. You know, my, my fans are, are just lazy, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> much like yourself. What, what do you do for the show again, other than come here and talk on the microphone? Yeah, yeah. so then your fans are just like you. You I get what you deserve. Beer. You get what you deserve, Jay. So I wanted to know, who had the better top five professional movie fights list? Are there any professional movie fight scenes that took place in a ring or an organized competition that we missed? Let us know. And a lot of people did let us know. They let us know. Most of people just let us know whose list they thought was better. Some people did give us some suggestions. So, Duty from Shaken Not Nerd says, Dave just wins because of the Drago fight. He wouldn't have won without Hearts on Fire. Duty's actually got this wrong. I didn't pick Drago. You did. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the so Duty has an obsession with Hearts on Fire Strong Desire it's the it's the song in Rocky, you know. It's it. it yeah, yeah. It's, I I guess you just thought it was yours. Not again, mine. but no, no. So I, I'm gonna say that's that's a second vote for you, Jay. Thank you. Congratulations, Paul from the Countdown Pod said Dave, but in a points decision. So he actually is showing you a little bit of respect, Jay. It's like me and you went yeah, 15 it was like, rounds. What, three to two or something. Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. We went 15 rounds and uh, it okay. went to a split decision with the judges. Ju- uh, Paul is the uh, deciding judge who gave it to me in the end. Yeah, I think I think Snatch is is the movie that's holding me up from the win. I don't think I don't think it's Snatch at all, my friend. I think it's Million Dollar Baby. A face mainly your mother could love. It's <laughs> a good name. Said, this was a brutal battle, but I'm going to go with Dave. Mm. Just barely. The contrarian said, going to go with Jay. Love Snatch and the wrestler. And while I have mixed feelings about Million Dollar Baby, the fights are great. Gladiator, on the other hand, what a snooze fest. <laughs> Gladiator snooze fest. Wow, it's like one of the few films well, Ridley, vote, Ridley Scott hasn't fucked up since <laughs> since the 1980s. Dean Jeffrey said, "Definitely Dave. Four great fights. Rocky is shit. Luckily, they canceled each other out, though. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. I, I I love that right that fight in Rocky Balboa, man. I do too." I have seen all right. So Stork from the from Besotted Geekcast said, seen three of Dave's and two of Jay's. So he's got to go with me only because he's seen more movies. Fair enough. And I asked, I I, I even asked him. I was like, so you haven't seen Warrior? It was our both of our number ones. And he said, no, he hasn't seen it on both sides. And I was like, both sides. And I, I told him like, it's a pretty damn good movie. And it's it's really rare that Jay and I would even have the same movie on our list, let alone it being number one. This is true. He didn't even know that we put the same movie on the on our list. <laughs> he thought that one was a remake of the other. <laughs> I think it's because in the picture I used two different graphics. I gave you one poster oh, and me the other poster, yeah. which might have thrown that, him that off. That makes sense. That makes sense. The IMDb Journey podcast said, good lists from both, but Dave wins. Mm. More gooder than just said, team Dave in all caps. See, come on. <laughs> Ghost of the Stratosphere said, going with Jay, though I have no idea why they, why they live wasn't picked. And there's a very good reason why they live wasn't picked, Jay. It's because the list is for professional fights. They live is a street brawl. Mm-hmm. You, for, it, you forgot the parameters of the of the top. Oh, I put it in there. Yeah. He just didn't read, which is why he <laughs> voted for you, because just like you. He's illiterate. 
<laughs> he only voted based on the pictures that I, <laughs> based off the uh, movie covers that I put in the picture. <laughs> I feel like I'm coming back strong now. <laughs> movie reviews in 20 questions podcast. Just said Dave. Brook reading podcast. Dave, 100%. Right. Karate Kid, come on. Come on now. Look, I hear you. It was my honorable mention. Catching up on cinema, said Dave, but shame on you both for leaving out Rocky versus Clubber, Clubber Lang or Frank Dukes versus Chung Lee in Bloodsport and pretty much any of the other better fights from the undisputed films. So uh, I did have Frank Dukes versus Chung Lee, Bloodsport, Kumate, Kumate, Kumate on my honorable mentions list. I didn't, the, the Clubber Lang, the second Clubber Lang fight, it's just, it's over so quickly. And I, I, I get that that's the strategy in the movie. It just was, eh, you know, eh, whatever. Personal top fives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. He also went on to say that we should have had James Braddock versus Max Bear from Cinderella Man on our list somewhere. People do love that movie. Yeah, uh, people really yeah. do. But I didn't, I didn't find those fights in that movie very dynamic. I saw those fights as 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 um, I, I saw the emotion were, in them as high, but the yeah, fight itself were, is I not mean, dynamically it shot. It it's was Ron good, Howard. It's, it's not memorable, right? You yeah. know, it doesn't didn't stick with me yeah. like that. Uh, Spoon Lamp said, "Dave by a country mile." Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! <laughs> Bullshit. And Young DiCaprio just said. Dave, and he put a little fire symbol right next to it because I'm on fire. Get your weight up, son. Your list. I really suck. thought my list was strong. <laughs> it was like, like right there. Strong enough for possibly to win. Strong enough for three votes. All the rest, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we man. did get some suggestions, and yeah, you know, uh, I, Cinderella Man could have a spot on this list but again it's personal it's personal tops. it is personal it's, it's personal it's 100% personal and i stand behind the rocky balboa fight and i didn't do it because that's the best rocky fight i did because that's the most credit. that's yeah. the most realistic rocky fight that's the mine, one mine was the more cliche one yeah exactly but you know i i agree i mean your fight was awesome as I well love, i, I love always loved the ending of that that i still i as soon as you mentioned that i immediately flashed to that because exactly how you described it the blows it. blows and blows head body head body and you could hear it and you could feel it and choo, 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 choo. and the way they just shot it, it was so exciting. I don't think I could even breathe at that time. And then, boom, the bell rings, and it's just fucking over. It was so, beautiful. It was so, so well done. I love it. You never see that. Uh, I did this. This list did cause me to go back and just have myself a good cry on a Sunday morning because I rewatched Warrior. <laughs> God, that the ending of that movie makes me cry like a fucking oh, God. baby. Yeah. You know, when he's like, it's okay, Tommy. It's okay. I know. I love you. And then the music and just builds up even more. Look, and you and you played it in the in the episode. I did, week. yeah. So, you know, you can hear it. I was crying while editing oh, it, Jay. God. I was crying while editing it. The, it I was bottling. Yeah, I was the, getting watered up listening movie. into it. And I'm like, oh. My God! So with that, let's get into so a brief Jay, and I, I stress this it's very so brief. fucking much. A brief. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, watching. No, no, no! Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, man. What's been tickling your fancy this week? What's something you've been watching that you want to tell people about? I don't want you to tell me that you watch something and it sucks. I want you to say what you want people to watch because it's so damn good. Um, 
Well, I mean, a couple okay movies, but like, we're still worth mentioning. Christopher Robin, we both talked about before. We never got around to seeing uh, Mark Forrester directed this movie. And it is... Just came to Netflix, couldn't get Logan to sit down and watch it. Because it's, that's exactly the problem with the movie. It starts off way too slow. The mm. first the first 15 minutes, it is. It's it's hard to get through. In Logan's mind, there's a very clear picture of what Winnie the Pooh and Tigger look like. And this wasn't it i i get it. <laughs> this I, did look, not this did not match with I, her child's I get brain it. I get it didn't it. click it's kind of like where the wild things are or right. something like that it's a very indie kind of dramatic take on this tale Jay, she referred to him as trash poo <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god because she thought winnie the pooh looked like trash oh my god she thought that she thought they all looked like garbage like she, she looked at them like those are gar- like in her mind. I know, I know she can't oh, eloquently she's like present. <laughs> right, she can't eloquently <laughs> present this to me. But she was pretty much just like, yeah. "That's the trash version of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, these God. are garbage. These are garbage animals." And Christopher Robin's imagination is garbage. Also, I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, some people probably will have that viewpoint. Yeah, exactly like her. I'm still interested in watching it. I it, it gets better. Yeah. The story is not the greatest, but it does. After that 15 minutes, um, it finds its footing and it gets. I was really hoping for a like a, a Paddington esque like adventure with them, not, but it's no, not that good. No, yeah, it's not. It's not on that level. But after I've gotten Paddington, why even bother with this? I, I got plenty of good I Winnie think, the Pooh I think to they watch. Just, I think they took a swing and they missed. Do you remember Winnie the Pooh, the Hemphalump movie? Yeah. That's a, it's, that's but a good I, Overall, one. <laughs> look, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed All it. Right, I'm making this too long now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Paddleton. Paddleton is on Netflix as well. Now, this is a little indie ditty. I'm sorry. Is like marmalade sandwiches or... Because you're, you're really confusing me. I said Paddington, and then you say Paddington. Exactly. Paddleton. Oh, Paddleton. Yes. So this is about a fraternity, and that's the name of the paddle that they that they hit uh, that they hit rushes with, right? Well, it's... Okay, so this is actually a Mark Duplass film. <laughs> oh, man, motherfucker's got his sticky fingers and everything. I'll tell you. <laughs> he does. This is a, very much a Duplass type of film. It's written by him also, but uh, directed by Alex Lehman, and it also stars Ray Romano. And they are just kind of like unlikely friends that are big-time misfits. They live... Right next to each uh, other. Romano, in a playing, very, I'm playing tennis. Yeah, Paddleton. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, you know, in a very small apartment, and it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a sad movie. It's really nice. It's a, <laughs> an interesting take on a friendship. Yeah. But when Jay Duplass's character realizes he's got a very serious um, illness and is going to be dying soon, does he also have a crang growing on his chest that he has to have lanced <laughs> off by a doctor? He's got a horrible mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So. But um, you know, it's it's actually it's not the best movie. They dropped the ball. It's the, not the greatest writing sometimes. However, it is emotional, and you, and you buy it. You buy this friendship. It's extremely quirky. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What and, else? It's, it is emotional. So what else? You've been say, dipping your wick you know, into if this. You're a Netflix and chill kind of person. <laughs> throw this on every once in a while. All right. And then every once in a while, this it, this warrants multiple well, viewings. Maybe not this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally, the big one, uh, the most popular one. Leaving Neverland. Yes, this is what I watched I saw, this week. I saw this on HBO. Binged it. Yeah, I def- it was a four-hour, two-part movie. Okay. And essentially, these two boys who meet Michael Jackson at the age of seven. No, one re- meets him they, at five. They the recount. other one meets him at, at seven. Right. 
Um, and they recount their their, their life uh, from the time they meet till now. Incredibly similar stories. Um, Two boys, almost yeah. parallel universes, and they we never one, met each other before. They never from, knew each other. Really, one from Brisbane, Australia. Mm-hmm. One from one from California. So, and uh, yeah, uh, one I remember. I, I got to the point where the one I I didn't watch both of them. I think I watched most of the first episode of it, and. Uh, it's essentially just a continuation to part I got, two. I got like super just like he, he's just so nonchalantly talking about Michael Jackson jerking off on him. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> the actual fuck. It was like watching four hours of Jay's Indie Corner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutally honest. And you you cannot not believe them. It's one of those things where I feel like, you know, when you watch this whole two-part thing, um, you can you can see how... It's tough, right? It's because, hard. It's hard. Because I can sh- understand the other side, the other viewpoint. Well, the other viewpoint doesn't exist anymore. The only person who can dispute it isn't around. I know that. And, I, and it's not even... It's not even so much the point. What's weird is neither one of them hold malice towards him. That, but that's that's another thing about it is is especially the one he's really still not completely over it. No, um, neither one of them hold malice. But it's to, a, towards but him. But it's a it's about how they they're groomed, not just them, but also others. Yeah, the families like Michael. At that time, and I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but it's he okay. was He's so sleep big. He's going to sleep in my bed. It's going to sleep so, here. But it's he was right. also so blatantly yeah. open about it and public about it. I mean, he's walking hand in hand almost with like well, these boys. No, when he was aw- he old. was aware of that it's wrong because he had to have his handler tell the kid not to hold Michael's hand in public anymore because people are going to start talking. Right, about but, it. but they were touring around the world all the time together. It was right. it, they might not be holding hands, but my God, they were photographed and videotaped well Jay, he owned a place constantly. called neverland ranch for christ's sakes so and that was part of the the masking of it all because right. he was surrounded by children all the time and he sat in like a child and he acted like a child and i think a lot of people felt sorry for him and just really thought he was a child and i still do believe that he had that kind of inner feeling and they still loved him they thought he was a great guy besides the abuse, yeah, and, and and abusing these kids in a sexual way, and well, you can't you can't say that it telling uh, them to as 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 much as I believe, you know, this you can never say one hundred percent that this stuff happened because it was I, never proven mm, in a court of law. So I know that, and it, but I'm still just saying that it, in my mind it happened. Uh, yeah, you can. That's be- my viewpoint. You you can believe that, and that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, his music's never going to go anywhere. Um, his his legacy will some always. Peop- some people are coming away from this movie and and completely like. I heard somebody saying that like he was the, one of the biggest fans. One of the biggest messages in our, the- in our universe, too, right. in our world, our movie world, and he came across so disgusted and angry. That like he was like, if I go to a bar and a Michael Jackson song comes on, I'm gonna walk out. Even even these kind of even these two you know victims uh, you know that they are, um, even both of them you know say like you just got to separate the the art from the artist because they because they do talk about in the other other you know great works of art that were done by great artists. Mm-hmm. Which, which ultimately we all turned, have done, right, right? which I ultimately mean, turn out to be monsters, right? Sure, sure. And many artists are <laughs> that we all you know, still adore right. to this to this day. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't want to get into all the nitty gritty details right. about this whole thing. No, but just just don't. I would eat, just say if, skip dinner and watch it. 
right don't so if you are in, because interested in uh rough at all in this kind of subject and or even and we all know you're very story, interested in it well <laughs> it's been I, a long I, time I, since a pedophilia of jay's in the corner but <laughs> i felt like it was this was necessary watching and it just made so much headlines and i was surprised the um oprah fucking did 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 get the after show after after neverland i saw that too and um it, it, the fact that she even did it and there were so many strong reactions. Right. I felt like I had to do it. I had to yeah. do it. I had to go put myself through this. Um, I will finish it. I'll be honest. It's rough. It's it's tough. It's rough. I don't think. I mean, I don't even want to say the visual. I'm not going to say it on air. I, I, I mean, you said a little bit of it, <laughs> of the visual graf- gra- graphic um, sexual elements to it. But it's rough. That's it's all. tough. It's done. Yeah. It's fucking tough, man. Other, other than that, Jay, would you like to know what I was watching this week? Surely. I started rewatching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I should be doing that, too. I will have it done by April 14th. I 100% will have it done by April 14th. Other than that, man, I, I went to the theaters and I saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, we'll be talking about Captain Marvel soon. So why don't we get ready? And let's do our little bit longer than five minute ish review for Captain Marvel. And this will be done in a brief non-spoiler format with a more spoilerific format after that. So just be warned, minor spoilers will follow. Okay, Captain Marvel, the, the the film that everyone's been looking forward to because they just wanted to see this character and what she's going to bring to the MCU. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Marvel and Disney and Kevin Feige, they have been really pushing this character and touting that she will be the most powerful superhero that they have introduced yet. So we were all very excited, and especially because this film pretty much is going to tie in very heavily into Avengers Endgame, which is what we're all really waiting for. So let's get into the synopsis. Excuse me, miss. Why are you dressed for laser tag? Oh boy, you guys don't have any clue, do you? I'm here to stop the shapeshifters that are infiltrating your planet. That's what I'm talking about. You know you're glowing, right? Captain Marvel is the story of a noble hero warrior (laughs) who who Mm. crash lands on Earth and begins a journey of self-discovery with her new friend, Nicholas J. Fury. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is there to stop the Skrulls from taking over the planet and from them finding a MacGuffin. (laughs) (laughs) we'll just call it a MacGuffin because I can't say really what it is, but it, but they do explain it as basically an engine for light speed travel. So she's there to stop them from getting this engine for, for light speed travel. Right. And it's an item that would, is said to end the Kree scroll war. That's really all I can give away in a synopsis without, uh, there's a lot of spoilers that you can, that we can dive into. So we're not going to, yeah. So anyway, right off the bat, in this movie, I really, really, really did enjoy Brie Larson 
as Captain Marvel. I liked her. I liked the role. I like what she brought to it. Uh, I'll tell you who I didn't like, Jay. I didn't like Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. There, well, there was <clears throat> Nick so, Fury was used as the comic relief so much. How can I ever look at him and go, "That's a bad motherfucker right there"? You know what I mean? He was just a comic relief so much. It felt like such a the disconnect. De- the de aging looked really good. Fan fucking tastic. Now the physicality, you can tell it is old man Sam Jackson. I don't care because he was not. I don't care. Moving Sam around J- like a normal cop that age. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. That's fine. just saying. But what I'm saying is the I agree. look the comedic I, I level that they used him to created a very big disconnect between who Nick Fury is then right. and who Nick Fury will be by the time 2012 rolls around or 2008 rolls around yes. and he's he's popping up in Iron Man. There's a, there, well, there's a large disconnect there. And I get it. It's almost 20 years, so, you know, there's plenty of time to work some shit in there yeah. and, and give him and, some and for me, real axes to grind. Brie, Brie Larson looked the part. Yeah. You know, she, oh. she, she tried very okay. hard, and I feel like you can tell a little oh, bit. Oh, I loved her scenes. I loved her scenes with... Uh, um, with 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 a with, it was with fine Maria. to me. It was she was fine. She was fine for me, and I love Brie. But like I I I I thought she was just fine. Didn't love it, but I certainly didn't hate it. Now Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck directed this movie, and they also wrote the screenplay after well polishing it up, I guess, for them uh, to direct because Jennifer Robertson Duart, whatever her last name is, she was the original screenplay writer, and she did uh, the previous. Um, Tomb Raider and Tomb Raider was plagued as well with screenplay Very, issues. Yeah. So this movie is also plagued by I think a lot of screenplay issues. I think underwritten characters and I think some plot holes. So I I think mostly the faults of this movie is essentially script and inexperienced directors handling big budgets because some of the later in the in the uh, in the movie. CGI fight sequences not handled that well. You know who didn't look great with their de-aging technology? Clark Gregg, man. I know, right? It didn't work. Little odd. Yeah. Little odd. It looked, it looked, it looked, it looked, it just looked off. And I don't think Ben Mandelston was given enough. Oh, he was. I, I think it was tough for him to act. Surprisingly th- good. Through the prosthetic makeup. I think it was tough for him to act with it. I think we pulled it off, though, as well as he could. Right. What's, uh, but what's crazy me. is he's the only, he's the only, and, and um, it's not spoiler to say he's a scroll. We know he's a scroll in from, from IMDb and from and from the trailers and stuff. For, for me, he's the, it's very strange that he's the only scroll that is played by Ben Mendelsohn and then turns into Ben Mendelsohn. Right, and right, right. Played by ben. Was, that was kind of genius. Because the second I, I heard him talk, I was like, the, I, 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 yeah. It takes you a second to to, yeah, to, yeah. to look into the makeup and realize that's Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, but when yeah. he started talking, I was like, that's Ben Mendelsohn. But he is, when he's the scroll, he's he's cheesing it up a lot. Like, he seems very, very physical. He seems very menacing when he is the human version of Ben Mendelsohn. And I, I believe him as as a villain type and stuff like that, right. which which works to the credit of the movie. And But but when he's in the makeup and he's playing it up and stuff like that, yeah. I, uh, for me a little bit, I was like, ah, well, but you know, it, it, I, I think in the end, it's because he had to be more more expressive with that makeup on. Sure, sure. And he has experience and he's very comfortable with Anna Bowden and uh, Ryan Fleck from previously doing Mississippi Grind. Yeah. Um, with Ryan Reynolds was in that movie. That's a fine little movie. I, I enjoy quite a bit. And Jude Law, she, he was he, he was fine as well. Uh, um, I, I, he was just fine. You know, he was, he, he was solid. <laughs> eh, I mean, yeah. It, there's nothing crazy about it. I mean, I, I like Jude, but he's not. He, he's it was nothing not special. Given a lot to work. Nothing. Off of nothing. Here. Nothing special. He's you know? not given. Very a lot serviceable, to. I would say. You know. Yeah, and to be honest, like from the trailers, you know, we were seeing images of Ronan the Accuser, and we're you know we are seeing 
Korath, you know, these these are these are characters that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Not a whole lot here either. Not a whole lot with them. They're there because we we already know that they're Kree. They mentioned that in Guardians. They're there, and that's 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 really it. I don't think I got the same amount of script issues that 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 you're saying. I and I I don't think it even suffers suffers from from pacing issues. I think what it what it suffers from is a little bit of of disconnect about who this character is versus who they want it to be. Partially script. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I suppose so. When I when I saw this movie, I came out and and what I thought about it was a lot of heart, not a lot of substance. That's 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 pretty much what I took away from it. And um, I don't think I don't think there needs to be a lot of substance in all the Marvel films. However, it's always the ones with substance that I wind up liking the most. Well, but also this is an origin movie. It is, and, and I this think it, was an important movie for us, the I fans, th- to know about before leading into Endgame. I think it is hampered by the origin, but but by the by you know the origin story itself. But also, you know? her story is complex. It and is. there's a lot to explain, and it's very fantastical. So I, I will say I this: I understand they had a lot to do. Yeah, um, I just feel like they didn't quite handle it the best way, or, or, or it was just like I said. I felt like it was underwritten. I feel like maybe they wasted time in other areas, and in other areas they could have added more to flesh things out better. I don't know what you mean specifically by other or, areas. I, I, I'll talk more in spoilers. Fair enough. Because it's I'm trying to be vague as possible. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> this that's, is that's just section. my 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 takeaway from it. Some of the characters that 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 I'm already familiar with, like Nick Fury, not being portrayed in a way that I'm familiar with him. Right. With little explanation as to why he is the comic relief. I mean, all he does is point a cat at people a lot. <laughs> A lot. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Goose. <laughs> and uh, I I really did, you know, my takeaway from it is I buy Brie Larson as this character. I'm excited to see what else she I has am. coming out. I am too. I and am I too. really, when they get to it, I really enjoyed the full display of her powers. And I think at first I was a little disjointed by the climax and by the ending because I was like, oh, it's over. Wait, it's over? And then I thought about it and I was like, really is the only way that it could end. And the way they did it, making it a spectacle in the way that they did, just really highlights the whole, you know, woman unchained, you know, unbound, un, you know, unbent unbroken she's she's, apparently she's from dorn now (laughs) and and you know just really unleashing on everything and i was like yep all right i get it i get it i like that i like that because what they really are doing is they're telling the story of of the subdued woman of of of, you know yeah i'm I'm, it's perfectly summed up in that scene where the guy says come on baby smile for me more right and it's like all right that's that's the story you know she is it's it's well, not a I'll woman hear me roar. It's it's she is she's allowing herself to be her, yeah. you know, and not being the the restrictions that a, a society in her in her case or uh, in allegory our society is placing on her. And I like that. I did like that. And I'll I'll be honest. Towards the end, I was watching it, and I actually came to the thought like I I'm I'm not going to rewatch this movie probably ever again. And then when the movie was over, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of fun. Uh, and and especially the day after, I was like, I could definitely see myself and i think i want to go and watch it again there's a lot of fun um, in it and they did a, a good job of subverting marvel fans expectations and we'll get into I th- that in i spoilers. think so too yeah all right so jay what do you got to score for, for those people that are going to jump out right now uh and and skip the spoiler section c plus c plus all right i'm 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 a little higher i'm i'm, I'm at a solid b just right there with 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 a b all right skip ahead about eight minutes 
If you want to avoid all these spoilers, let's hit that spoiler music. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Five minutes starting now. <laughs> all right, what I'm getting at is Nick Fury just he was he was the comic relief so much here and i think it's because the character he's playing against is so powerful what does a nick fury do and this is his first experience seeing an alien it's true so well, seeing a superpowered person well, uh, too, but also an alien <laughs> for, for for me the the end scene where he's looking at the pictures of carol danvers and he's he like he's looking at it and he's like um <laughs> Uh, and it says Avenger like her name was Avenger right, right. and I was like the nickname it reminded me of Solo oh I know where he's just like yeah. Han um, who are your people uh, I'm by myself Solo it is stamp and it's like uh. I know it was another one of those oh, Han's like uh, what about that end credit scene though but what, how how about what, what was even more of a uh, how he got the fucking eye patch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cat fucking scratching him. Like, and if you really? Re- and if you remember, he I'm sa- like, are you serious? He said that he said I think it was in Winter Soldier. He says he got the eye patch by trusting someone he shouldn't. <laughs> and everyone that's told him throughout funny. the entire movie, right. <laughs> that's a flurkin. Don't don't go near that. <laughs> Put that down. Do you know what that thing is? <laughs> <laughs> well, we find out finally later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So a flurkin is, uh, well, I mean, you guys all saw the movie. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, well, we're not it's an alien that looks like, that looks that like a cat, and, and it spits Cthulhu out of its mouth <laughs> and eats everything, because its stomach, Jay, is made of a pocket dimension, which is why it's able to swallow and handle the Tesseract. Mm. By the way, the MacGuffin, a Tesseract. How awesome. I did love that. That's fucking cool. How about Annette Benning? No, that was ho hum. <laughs> that was that so was ho-hum. tough. That yeah, was I thought she tr- she was just hamming it up, and then it was ho hum, and it just I don't know. It's just the whole thing just it did just, not work. It really it really smacked of my grandkids love this these exactly. movies exactly. <laughs> But Robert Redford was good when he did that. He did it because his grandkids loved loved the Marvel movies. But yeah, Annette Benning, I was I wasn't crazy about. I did like that she was the original Marvel, and they didn't make a, a, a man Marvel. You know, I, I right. like the way that they tied that into the origin. Um, I know there's a lot of haters out there with the whole fake Captain Marvel because Shazam in the comics was called Captain Marvel, and she used to be Ms. Marvel, and there was a character called Captain Marvel in Marvel. However, both of those they weren't like lovers or something were they no 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 no, oh, okay. no uh so but she does derive her powers from the kree in the same way that that marvell did but anyway the, the the dc fanboys are calling this the fake captain marvel movie because shazam used to be known as captain marvel now he's known as shazam and there's a lot of love loss there there's a lot of people just like very upset about this this whole thing and I, after watching this i went what are you guys all upset about what's everyone upset about and i and i get it's brie larson's comments and stuff like that but ultimately it's just a fucking movie movie man it's just a fucking movie yeah it's and, just a movie that's going to tr- suck it up because there's going to be fucking sequels. There's, gonna be sequels, yeah. there's gonna be sequels and lee pace you know playing ronan um you'd barely get barely get and and and, and Corey is obviously going to be playing much more of a larger role in the sequels i think yeah uh, yeah, yeah but but you get Corinth here too and you, he's he's nothing again he was nothing in the guardians movie he's nothing here and i was like why even pay this actor to come back it was unnecessary. Hansu is Unbe- like yeah a great actor yeah, I love the guy. He, he he really 
knows how to give us us free. Yeah, come on, man. God damn. Uh, but fuck. Uh, yeah, I there's there were so many parts in this movie where I was like, uh. and, and the big you know the whole reveal with Jude Law being the bad guy. I mean, well, I know he. I, I've I known he was that the, was. I've known he was the bad guy from the beginning because he's Yon Rog, and Young Rog has always cool. has yeah. always been a, a Captain Marvel villain. However, I didn't see the twist as far yes. as like um, I thought. Kree, I thought what was going to happen was we were going to be getting like a Game of Thrones scenario where we find out that no side of any war is truly good or truly bad. Right. And there's kind of like this gray area in both of them. And she feels that she has to end this war by fighting both of them. That's the story I thought I was going to get. And in the end, I was like, oh, scrolls are good guys? Because yeah, seriously, I was really, that was the most surprising right. thing about the movie. These motherfuckers are supposed to be invading, secretly invading Earth, and we're going to get a secret, uh, a secret invasion movie. And Kevin Foggy has come out and said like look there may still be a secret invasion movie there may still be scroll bad guys scrolls are sure scrolls are people and yeah. there's no such thing as 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 pure, purely only purely, good yeah right yeah, yeah. it's like so we could have bad scrolls and we can have good scrolls we but, can have bad kree we can have good kree but, you know? but ben Mendelssohn's character was semi-bad in the beginning right like he had to do what he had to do because he was on a man on a mission Right, and he only because his only because his people were being put to mass genocide. Well, exactly. Right, but it's like Munich. They did a, <laughs> right, but they did a great job, like organically seeing the, how how it, it, it the, the tides just shifted, and you you know you see his family, and you see the love, and you see his humor and humanity. See that shift came a little too quick for me when he's like he's in the house and he's like, wait, hold on, here's a MacGuffin that's going to explain everything. Let's watch. You on my side now? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's go to the space station. What? <laughs> that, that, for me, I was like, that happened really fucking quickly. <laughs> like, what a twist. <laughs> but then again, again two, two hour runtime. We got to be brief with this, you know? I, exactly. And, and I, I just, I felt like, like, I, I think a lot of things were just unearned and just underdeveloped. And I feel like her friendship with, with the, um, the, the girl was Monica? really underdeveloped. Monica Rambo. Ma- Maria. Oh, you're talking about the Ma- uh, Maria uh, Rambo. Maria, Maria Rambo. Maria and, Rambo. And Monica Rambo's the, the daughter. Now, right, interesting. Right. Monica Rambo will be will be replacing is, her, right? Yeah. So so she is she she is, uh, is cool, in the comics like, as well again, as a like, hero. It was just so quickly thrown in. Yeah. And you didn't feel I, I just I, I I just felt like everything was just too quick and it it was underwritten. I'm I'm sorry I keep saying it but it's, it just it just felt completely like that and I, I i could not get on board and i was not invested in it i, I as think much the, as i thought i would be i think the character that I they wanted were, to so badly the character they needed to, to, to develop was captain marvel it was Dan, was was carol danvers that was still and they a bit did of a struggle no nah, they didn't they they they, they it did was it fine her. it was fine i'm on board i'm okay. on board with her from you know i i, I liked it and i love i love that end credit scene though. those end credits were great that that, that well not, well not that. <laughs> Well, if the mid credit one, I the mid credit scene was great. If I wanted to watch a cat hack up a fur, yeah, I don't like I, cats anyway. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know when she just shows up and wears fury. I didn't like the long hair though. I did, but I get it. It makes sense because she's out she's in space. been in space she's for like, seventeen fucking I know, years. I know, I know. <laughs> it's not like there's a barber out there to cut just, her super <laughs> saiyan hair, Jay. <laughs> Just saying, just saying. Yes. Um, but no, she looked good. She looked good. I think she's going to 
be pretty badass, and I can't wait to see her in Endgame. Ultimately, there yes, there are problems with the movie, but there's problems with every movie. You just have to. You, I know, but I, I think you're going to rank these movies. You just she's going to be on the bottom of the list. You just have to like enough of what you got. Not the bottom of the list, like, but like towards the bottom of the list uh, of the I, rankings. I would put this on par with a Doctor Strange. I, I think Doctor Strange is better, but um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this is on par with with, with I, a Doctor I, Strange. I, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. certainly it's, better it's, than Iron. Man 2 and Thor Dark World. It's better than those. It's better than them. It's on par with like a Captain America, you know, you know, first Avenger. Yeah. It's like that. I like that one better. Jeez, no, <laughs> man. You want to talk about underdevelopment. Jesus. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I think what we were given, it's, it's serviceable enough. I think uh, obviously people voting with their wallets, they like it. Yeah. And well, yeah. I mean, was there any doubt? It's a Marvel movie in, in early March. Of course, people are going to love it. Jay, let's go over and let's get a beer before we mix our cocktails for our Patreon assigned mini cocktail. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Don't play the beer music yet because Jay's going to take a bit of a break. He's going to go get our beers for the review. He's going to mix together a cocktail for movie cocktail. But before we get into doing the rest of the show, a trailer dropped today and I just have to talk about it. It's the Avengers Endgame trailer. So Thomas Iannucci dropped that trailer part. Beat. God, and you just... The poetics is Poetics bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but it's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right stop. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. So, yes, the Avengers Endgame third trailer and probably the trailer that had me reaching for the tissues just a little bit more than any of the other ones and it probably gives away a little bit more of the story than any other ones just a sliver just a tiny little bit so here is that trailer God, seems like a thousand years ago I fought my way out of that cave became Iron Man I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. I saw all these people die. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. takes. 
whatever it takes. I love that in this trailer. Now, we get a lot here. They pay a lot of homage to the films that came. It's all of their origin stories that they're showing. You know, we see we see the first time that Tony ever used the Iron Man suit. We see Thor talking with Odin at the end of Thor 1. We see shots of Wakanda from Black Panther. We see Steve Rogers going up to the recruitment center and looking at himself in the mirror and just not living up to the ideal that he wanted to be until we got the super soldier serum so they're doing a lot to remind us of where marvel has come and how far it's come but i think that they're showing all this twofold also we all know that there are rumors of and i should say real quick spoilers ahead so <laughs> skip ahead to the beer segment if you don't want to be spoiled on this but i think that what they're trying to do is get us comfortable with the idea that we may be going back to this stuff there we know that time travel is an element that will be that that's possible to be part of the avengers endgame movie so i think showing a lot of this might be for that reason. So then after 30 seconds of a nostalgia bomb, you know, we see Hawkeye who is training somebody, a female archer. Now, uh, this could possibly be Kate Bishop. However, I don't think it is. I think it's his daughter. And I think that unfortunately, this is a moment that the decimation will occur for Clint Barton and she may fade away right then and there or at least they are showing us a, a, a time that he was happy before the decimation happened and then they immediately cut to him there as as Ronan uh, with Natasha staring right at him now Natasha has red hair here and we will see later on in the trailer when she's firing that gun that she has blonde hair there so they're kind of showing like this passage of time that occurs in the it, you know th throughout the film where I think this film's going to take place both immediately after the decimation and then it's also going to jump forward what seems to be several months and we we kind of get an idea of that because we see Scott Lang sitting in front of a house and I believe it's either his house or it's Cassie's house I don't think it's some random house so I think that he's standing there and we see that it's overgrown and there's missing people posters all around and he looks kind of confused and I think the reason he's probably confused is because from that Super Bowl trailer that we that we got at the end, you know, we've said this before. It looks like it says archive footage up in the up in the top left corner, and it also looks like it says the year 1983 or possibly 1993. But I think it says 1983, and this is probably after Scott Lang has returned to the present. You know, he's he's come back to the future, <laughs> uh, to to say the least. So uh, I, I think that that that's kind of like what they're showing there with it. You know, we also get a, a scene of. Steve Rogers just kind of sitting there and it appears that he's sitting with Natasha and he's talking about, you know, he tells people to to move on. And we did get a shot in the last trailer of him. It would kind of look like he was at some sort of group meeting, some sort of um, some sort of like self-help group for people moving on after the decimation. And he's he's probably leading that group mainly because his good friend, Sam Wilson, was decimated and Sam used to work at the VA and used to work those type of self-help groups. And I feel that Steve is kind of picking up that torch and doing this, but he's also having this introspective look into himself. And he's saying that, you know, I tell people all day to move on, but we haven't. And, and no one in the Avengers camp has. We also get a lot of character shots um, of, of, of a bunch of characters. You know, we get, we get Natasha and, and Hawkeye talking there. Uh, really just, it's, it seems like they're, they're going to be a support system for one another. C kind of like we got to see in, in Age of Ultron. And probably my favorite shot of this entire trailer is Rocket 
just sitting on War Machine's shoulder as that as that gun extends and he kind of has like that 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 look in his eye. I actually really like that shot. <laughs> uh, so and I can't wait to see more of Rocket Raccoon in this because I want to see how he deals with the loss of the Guardians. A lot of the scenes that we see are are, are of battle scenes. Like there is one where Nebula uh, kind of like uses uses these two staff that like kind of extend and she goes running at somebody as she screams and there's nothing but destruction and fire behind her and later on we'll see captain america kind of strap his his shield on tighter to his arm and he's kind of in that same background another background that's that's kind of interesting is we see thor and he's the, the lightning is surrounding him at stormbreaker but the clouds and everything behind him um it, it's it's this very kind of like clear bright blue day and it, it reminded me a lot of that first trailer where we saw thor kind of standing at at that um entranceway towards something and we we were we were kind of saying like maybe that is Thanos's world that that he's on. Maybe that is the Soul World uh, inside the Soul Stone that we that we believe that Thanos is in. Maybe he's there, and that is that, that that he's there to attack Thanos, and that's what he's charging up to do. It's it's very possible. It, it could also just be a shot from Avengers: Infinity War being reused here in the trailer, and then we get all the characters going through you know their their line of whatever it takes, just letting us know that the Avengers are going to stop at nothing to undo what Thanos has done. So pretty much anything is possible. And a, the the really cool scene is is when we 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 got a silhouette of this before with a group of the Avengers just kind of walking through the Avengers compound, and uh, you know they're walking in front of the big window, so it was backlit before, and we didn't get to see what they all looked like. But we get to see it now, and all of them are in what looks like Avengers space outfits. So they very clearly are implying that they are going to be taking this fight to Thanos and 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 going out into space or possibly and this is just another thought that i was having it could be possible that they are going to hank pym's ship that takes him into the quantum realm which we saw in ant-man and the wasp when he goes to rescue janet pym you know it's very possible that they are wearing those suits because we know that you need a suit like like ant-man's suit to survive the, the quantum realm so it's very possible that they're not actually going to space at all they could be going to the quantum realm to time jump if that is in fact what is going on in this movie and we do see captain america nebula and we also see scott lang hawkeye and we and we see war machine we do see tony stark there as well we also see natasha romanoff but someone we don't see is we don't see Bruce Banner. We don't see the Hulk. And these these outfits, while they don't look like that promotional image that they put out before of of all the Avengers in kind of like this space, in kind of like these outfits out in space, uh, the Hulk was one of those. But we don't see him here because I think they're still kind of holding that little surprise back that Bruce Banner and the Hulk will become one and we will get a version of Hulk here that has Bruce Banner's mind and the Hulk's strength. He will be what what people have been referring to as smart Hulk. And uh, I, I think that's why we're not seeing him here in that. But it is confirmation that obviously Tony's rescue comes. And we all knew that Tony's rescue was going to be coming. And then, of course, we get the Avengers 
Endgame logo just before we see a scene that involves Thor and Captain Marvel. Because now that Captain Marvel movie is out, Marvel is willing to show us more of her in this film. And spoilers, I know uh, we talked about it, but there is an end credit scene in in Captain in Captain Marvel, and it and it does tie into Endgame and does tie into this trailer a little bit. But we we see Thor and he's calling Stormbreaker to him, and he puts his hand like right over top of her head, and you know the Stormbreaker whizzes right past her head and he stares her down. And, you know, I like this one. I I, I like that because these are the two most powerful heroes that we have right now, as long as the Hulk is still is still subdued. So uh, those two kind of like sharing that moment. It's pretty cool. Who I would like to see Carol Danvers team up with in the movie and someone who we don't see here. I'm missing Valkyrie, man. I'm missing I'm missing Korg. Give me some Korg, man. So that's it. That's that's what I got. That's what I'm taking away from the trailer. Not a whole lot story wise, but a lot of new cool scenes. To, to break down and to discuss. So if you would like, reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Let me know what you think of this trailer. Let me know if there's anything you spotted in the trailer that I missed. I've only watched it uh, several times, so I, I'm not going to get into the whole, like, you know, looking into every scene and what's that in the background stuff like that. But if you did and you do have something you'd like to share with us, please do at SuperMoviePod on Twitter. Alright, this trailer park break is over. Back to our regular scheduled program. We're going to get some beers in us now. Jay, we got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for everybody. But before we do that, going to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. It's the only FDA-approved hangover cure. So if you spent the better part of three hours just bleeding pretty profusely, you mm. lost a lot of blood, your blood sugar's crashing, you got a little bit of a headache, and then, like a dumbass, you mix a cocktail. <laughs> And you drink a beer along with it, you're going to have one whopping of a hangover Indeed. the next day. You're going to need some blowfish. So make sure you go over to fourhangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFISH to get your 15% off and cure the scourge of hangovers forever. All right, Jay, we got two beers we're gonna re- that we are going to review. In the interest of time, we are skipping IndiePod Spotlight this week because I have to edit this in very short amount of time because I usually release on Saturday. I got to go with my wife to Baltimore to do an anniversary thing. Yeah. It's going to be fun, to, ta- you gotta do, it's gonna be you fun to talk about next week because <laughs> we are going to the, the open for less than a year Guinness Brewery that's there. We're not going to be doing a brew tour. We're going to be celebrating St. Patty's Day at Guinness Brewery. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. You hate crowds. Yeah, I'll get oh. by. It's going to be fucking nuts. To get Guinness straight from the tap, it's worth it. Yeah, it's, it's worth point. it. All right, Jay, what beer do you, are you going to be reviewing for everyone tonight? I have Vault Brewing Companies of Hops and Clouds. It's a paleo with... Mosaic, Citra, and Simico hops. It is 5.5 alcohol by volume. They come from Yardley, Pennsylvania. They are about 10 minutes away from us. I I, I drank that when I was there for, for me and Lauren's- um, I'm not crazy about it. For, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. It's, it's, a, okay. it's, a, it's a little too sour for me. It's got a little bit of a hop to it, but ultimately, it just has too much of a sour finish that I don't care for so much i enjoy a lot of their beers this one just seems to be a little too much on the soury side for me so i'm going to give this a two 
point five out of five. All right, fair enough, Jay. The beer I am drinking is called the Mosaic. It's called Mosaic because it's an Indian pale ale that is brewed with milk sugar. So moo milk. You get it. I get it. You get it. This beer is a lot like you. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because it's a single IPA. What I mean by single IPA is it only is brewed with one hop. It's a single hop IPA. You're single. It's single. <laughs> and it's brewed. Fair enough. It's brewed with mosaic hops. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> just just like you, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, this this I this beer should be called the J. Just 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 J. Yeah, I mean, you don't like the beer, you don't like me. It's, it fits, right? Well, to be fair, I like you sometimes. <laughs> enough 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 to keep when, you. When 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 you're not editing me. That's true. <laughs> I, I like you more now because now I know I have confirmation from Twitter that I am superior to you. <laughs> they have they have they've given me carte blanche just to just to always shit on your list because they now know that your lists are just a shit. Yeah. Okay. They, they are they're on your side. Yeah. You, you know, the, 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 our fans are Team Dave. For the I, most part. Yeah. So now you just feel sympathy and just kind of, you know. No, no, no. No sympathy. My army's rising against you. <laughs> <laughs> I will crush you. <laughs> so anyway, this beer, 6% alcohol by volume. The reason I don't like it, not like Jay's where like it's sour. It, it just has this, this very strange uh, uh, like just flavor to it. It's almost like a a sour juice, but like not like I said, like not sour. It's and it's not grapefruit. I I can't even put 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 like my my finger on it. It's like you're eating a bad orange, like a very a bad orange with zero flavor. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's mo- it's a moldy orange. Like yeah. you know, it's like is this yeah? It's a drinking lemon pledge. It's just not. It's it's just not great. Yeah, that is pretty terrible. It's beautiful looking. It does look beautiful. It's hazy. God damn, that is a really bad beer. It smells good. By all rights, I'm looking at this and I go, this You're, should it's be It's not good. even so much that it's rind. It's not even so much like an orange rind peel taste right. to it. It's literally what you would fantasize a bad actual orange would be with no real flavor that's what, to that's it. That's what I mean, yeah. Just like, the skin. It's, like, like you took the skin of like an orange and you put it in your <laughs> mouth, but you didn't bite down. You, you There's no citrus. It's just that like leathery you, kind of yeah. like... Ugh, ugh, you you, you peel an orange and there's just like just like this tiny little black ball inside of it and you pop that in your mouth and you're like eh, it's the fuck is this fucking gross. <laughs> it tastes like i imagine a growth on my chest would taste like yeah. <laughs> that's probably the worst beer we've had in a long time it is man i'm, I'm gonna be giving this a two <laughs> Like, that's, just, a, that's a fair number, yeah. Just a straight two. No, because it's not so bad that I can't finish it. It looks pretty, at least. Yeah. Uh, and the the Mosaic Single Hop IPA. It's a nice little can. It, co- it comes from Bolero Snort, a brewing company. Even their name just sounds fucking <laughs> shitty. <laughs> want to love it want to love every beer want to love every movie but we just can't jay uh so let's get to a movie that one of our patrons loves enough that they would assign it to us um, you know we were supposed to be doing a different movie i'll explain why we didn't do that when we get into our movie cocktail for the adventures of baron munchausen oh boy my extraordinary friends one with exceptional eyesight one with powerful lungs one who's extremely strong tearing off all over the place not like we cannot fly to the moon all dash 
an experience which I don't hesitate to recommend. I gave my word that I would save the town. Have him executed at once. You might as well give up now. You mustn't say that. Not you. You want to get far on hot air and fantasy. <laughs> We got a little bit of a mini movie cocktail to do for you guys. This is a movie cocktail that was suggested by our Patreon, Kim. Uh, as we said in the beginning of the show, we originally we were supposed to be doing Haunted Honeymoon, which stars Dom DeLuise and Gene Wilder. However, that has zero home video distribution whatsoever. <laughs> it appears nowhere. I, I could have bought it on DVD, but it's not on any digital media streaming service where I could have just rented it and stuff like that. And by the time he and you realize that, it just it just wasn't going to happen. It right. was, so instead, we reached out to Kim and said, "Is there anything else that you would like us to do?" And at first, I saw Adventures, and I was like, "Oh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the Eighth Dimension, or you know, whatever that that." that ridiculously long title mm-hmm. but instead i read it even closer and i was like the adventures of baron munchausen <laughs> and that's what we are doing <laughs> the adventures of baron munchausen yes. this film came out in 1988 and it was directed by terry gillum and it stars john neville eric idle oliver reed jack purvis Jonathan Price and a special cameo from Robin Williams and an even smaller cameo by Sting and Uma Thurman <laughs> and yeah, a young Uma Thurman. So this was actually Uma Thurman's first job. Yeah, she. But it wasn't her considered her debut because the movie actually took so long in production that she had a, another feature or two come out before the Adventures of Baron Munchausen came out. And it is the third in an unofficial trilogy of Imagination by Terry Gillum, which are the first one's Time Bandits, and then the second one is Brazil, mm-hmm. and then following up this final one is the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It is based on a German novel or series of stories that 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 were real in for germany and it is based on a real person however the stories are very fanciful and very fairy tale like and that's very what, that's what terry gillum <laughs> wanted to pay tribute to and sure. homage to and if you look at his trilogy of films the the three the time bandits brazil and adventures of baron Munch- munchausen it is supposed to be uh a cycle of birth and death so time bandits is is the story of the youth of young of birth uh brazil is the story of adulthood and munchausen is the story of age and and being old and trying to recapture your youth which Mm -hmm. is why baron munchausen john neville's character bounces between ages so frequently in this because he's only as young as he feels jay at the moment exactly and sometimes he feels older than he really is and of course at the end he passes that whimsy that he has over to Sally, who's played by Sarah Poli, 
and uh, the whole cycle would then begin again with Sarah. So that he kind of like wrapped it up real nice there for for it, everybody. It does. But it does. It does. You, you you have to slog through a lot to get to to get to that. There three movies, and all of them are just as ridiculous as this one is. However, Brazil, I I've seen and Time Bands, I've seen both of them. I really enjoyed, and I gotta say, I never heard of this movie. I literally never heard of this movie until Kim assigned it to us. Which is saying something. Yeah, and I I've and heard this was of, semi-popular for well a particular audience. At it least. was. Yeah, and uh, so when I saw this, I, I I immediately saw like the cover art for it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what shit? is this and then like i started reading up about it and i started watching it and i found it extremely whimsical and just fucking charming like it just oozes with fucking charm i actually really really enjoyed it it is and and also visually too because they they really went all out for this movie um the actors as well there's a lot of different extras production design is fantastic it's very in camera a lot of the effect all in camera a lot of fun it seemed like it seemed like a big old stage play yeah there's actually only one scene of cgi of special effects and it's uh it's when he's on the moon and there is like a starlit whale or something swimming below him Mm -hmm. and other than that you know the whole rest of the movie is all practical effects and it's really one of the last films that was able to pull off practical effects in this way and man it just looks fantastic the practical effects like it really does uh i i gotta say that like that that to no end just really and they really have fun with it because there's stuff in here that you just have never seen before you know just silly stuff like fantastical stuff like we were talking about it's very whimsical um it's very chaotic and you never know what's going to happen from scene to scene or moment to moment and and i think that's like when i was watching this i was thinking about it and i was like this is the equivalent then of what like guardians of the galaxy and other such like fanciful things that we've gotten recently would would have been if they were made then you know what i mean like that that's how hokey they they would have looked but for the time it's it's pretty fucking amazing so the story of of this is that he's in a town in europe that is that is currently going through the the turkish war and there they are putting on a stage play of of his adventures Mm -hmm. and he shows up as an old man throws a fit and he's basically like no 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 you got it all wrong and he gets all upset and he proceeds to tell the audience the real story um and from there you know it turns out that they're the, the turkish are still at the gates so he then gets all the women to give them their knickers and he creates a balloon and he rot and he goes to the moon to start rescuing his his servants and all of his servants have various superpowers. Jay mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sally, the little girl who who rescued him from the angel of death, uh, is a stowaway there, and she comes with him on this adventure. And a lot of times, kind of becomes like his foil because she she kind of brings him back down to earth. Sometimes, like he seems to get lost in his imagination, in well, his I whimsy, think, and in his well, fancy. It, sh- it shows when he first gets on stage and right. he's really upset and violent and. And you could tell he's he's got borderline, I guess, Alzheimer's disease coming on or Maybe. some kind of dementia, whatever. But Who knows? <laughs> he's all over the place. Yes. 
Oh man, so so he he is on an adventure to find his his three friends or the the servants, the ones who helped him take down the the Turkish Sultan before, and they are Berthold, the world's fastest runner, Adolphus, a rifleman who has superhuman eyesight, Gustavus, who is a dwarf who possesses extraordinary hearing and sufficient lung power enough to knock down an entire army just by exhaling, and the fantastically strong Albrecht. Now, this I find interesting, because if you put all of these characters together, running super fast, ice breath, you know, like the, the hard breath and stuff like that, super hearing, super eyesight, and super strength, Jay, who do you get? Superman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it was kind of fun to see it. And the idea you know? so was basically off of uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, who would have thought? Um, but now, you know, just for example, the, the fastest man uh, was a lot of fun to see because he's. You know, it's almost, it's like 20 seconds of him running in place, bo- chewing up the boards and the flooring before he takes right. off and runs. And it was just a lot of fun to watch. Played by Eric Idle. Yeah, it was very, very cartoonish in that very way. Very cartoonish. Like, like yeah. Scooby-Doo. Kind of like, runner heist you know, type stuff, you know? When, when Shaggy and Scooby, ghost! And like they run in place for a while. He does the exact same thing. And he is constantly tripping over rocks. Like he seems to like he trips, uh, especially in like that final fight. You know, he goes to run for the first time and uh, he trips on the rock and goes face first into the into the sand. So uh, I don't I don't think you could really put a pin on this movie and, and, and say like. If you like this, then then watch this. You know, like um, you, you have to really be in a certain frame of mind to really want to jump into. You have this movie. to really enjoy the obscure and quirky film. Yeah, for sure. I would one hundred percent. I would and, say if you're down with Terry Gillum movies, and I think you're okay. Yeah, I mean, if like the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, if you know, that's a very uh, modern day kind of hard edge R-rated movie. It's more singular in a way <laughs> of the tone of the story. But this one is a fantastical 18th century type story with right. a lot of different misadventures and and um, I would say this if you're not immediately you know elaborate if, stories if you like Monty Python's Holy Grail then then watch this you know like I, I think you'll get I, I think it's a little bit more fanciful it's a little bit less funny but you will find yourself laughing at the ridiculousness of it and 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 that's not you're not laughing at the movie the, the movie wants you to laugh at yes, the ridiculousness it of it you know uh, especially God especially Robin Williams. Robin Williams, the, the role he did, it was originally supposed to go to Sean Connery, but because of the extreme length of time that it was going into with with its with its filming and how much over budget it was, um, they had to cut the role for the King of the Moon or the King of Everything, as, as he likes to be right. called. You know, so it didn't wind up with Sean Connery because Sean Connery looked at the script and went, "It doesn't seem very kingly, does it?" <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do it, Terry. I'm going to pass. So he passes. I can't imagine him doing the role anyway. He passes on it, and they wind up giving the role to Robin Williams, who literally got off of a plane and immediately went and filmed his scenes. So when he went to go film them, they didn't even give him a script. They went, you know what? Script's out. You. Just do you. Just whatever you want to do. It's all Robin, All six minutes of his screen time. Robin Williams ad lib. It makes sense. <laughs> it really, really. It's just 
old school Robin Williams mad gibberish. Yeah, absolutely. But it works. It works it so does. well. I love the part where he reattaches his head to his body. I, yeah. I know. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, everything we're saying just sounds like fucking I know. Lunacy. It's look. But when he re- when this he, is just you know a nice little short and sweet movie cocktail. It's an appetizer for season two coming out. It soon. is. You know. <laughs> so that's all it is. But I love when he reattaches his head and you get that. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and I got lips. Give me a kiss. <laughs> I really, I, I, I did, I didn't enjoy that part. Like I found myself at first just being so standoffish about this movie, just based on like looks when it first started, and yeah. I found myself just getting charmed by its wiles. <laughs> and yeah, it could have gotten my pants off at some point. It's like, it's like the funny fat guy. It's like you know, I'll sleep with him. Yeah, because he fucking makes me laugh. So yeah. what? <laughs> I'll feel comfortable with him. How yeah. how Dave got married, by the way. <laughs> oh. Being the funny fat guy. <laughs> but Jay, we did make a cocktail to go to go around this. We certainly did. It is so because there is a real psychological disorder that is attributed to the character of Baron Munchausen and and his adventures, I decided I would name the cocktail based on that. So this is Munchausen's Adventure by Proxy. <laughs> Because Munchausen's by proxy is usually when you have a mom or it's and, and I say mom and, and wife because usually women are affected by this more than men. They will purposefully make someone in their family sick so that they then receive attention based around their sick family members illness. And they it also gives them a sense of importance because they are then ha- having to take yeah, care of them. Like the Phantom Thread movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Munchausen's by proxy. This is Munchausen's adventure by by proxy cocktail and what it is jay it is two ounces of evan williams peach whiskey two ounces of raspberry liqueur six ounces of pineapple juice and then you put that into a shaker over ice you put in about a teaspoon or tablespoon whichever how how frothy you want it that's up to you of egg whites in there Mm -hmm. and then you also put about a teaspoon or tablespoon of lemon depending on how sour you want shake that all up pour it over ice and it's 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 kind of like a sex on the beach you know it's kind of like a fuzzy navel it's kind of like i wanted it to be i wanted it to be very sweet i want it to be extremely light light lighthearted you know and i wanted it to be very whimsical and 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 the, the the egg whites add a lot to that yeah you know and adds to that little pizzazz little texture to it, a little flair. Yeah, it makes um, it makes it look like the white fluffy clouds. It does that uh, it does. him and Venus, you know, are dancing around at one point. I honestly didn't think that this was going to be a good cocktail because I made this within fifteen minutes. <laughs> Uh, because of my my little trip to the doctors that I had to take, but yeah, uh, th- I think you know with with this uh, with this movie, I only found it more charming by finding out just how troubled its production was. Um, and it seems like every Terry Gillum production is is troubled, but this one especially because at first it had a twenty three million dollar budget. It then had to go up to forty six million dollars. Terry Gillum still to this day says he never it it's they now say it, it was forty million dollars. That's what it ended up costing right he said nowhere near that nowhere near that into the 30s yes but not 40 million he did not get to 40 million apparently paramount pictures had a regime change while this film was in production and that new regime that came in did not want anything from the old regime succeeding so there was only an entirety of 117 prints of the film made up for distribution to go out to to theaters uh and only 48 of them were stateside Mm. so he is convinced that his movie got railroaded 
And no, I believe it. I mean, if they were actually trying to do that, which is shocking anyways, it's just so right. childish. Why, why wouldn't you still want to make money? It's so childish. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Those guys are out. Who cares? But according to him, that is 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 the main reason why to this day, okay. it's not very well remembered. And it's it's not on I never heard of it. You never did right. either. I'm sure but, a lot but of But what's funny is but, Time Bandits and Brazil were both made, yeah. same studio and stuff like that, under this that old regime. This was a popular book, apparently. And those, and those, those do hold... Those do hold um, right. Right. A, a popular book in the 18th century. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the Bible's still popular. <laughs> it's second only in Germany. Yeah. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, the book, was second only to the Bible, for exactly. Christ's sake. <laughs> but no, I, I really encourage everybody to see it. If you have, if you just have like an ounce of whimsy inside of you, give it a shot. It, it's it's a truly fun film, I would say, and I'm actually surprised that I liked it as much as I did. And uh, man, I, I got to say, like, just the idea of of getting older and like he laughs at death, Jay. He laughs at death. He meets her four times in the movie, and three of those times he laughs in her face. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta love that you gotta love that in the character so i encourage everyone to check it out i want to thank everybody for listening tonight i would encourage you to check the cocktail out i'll put the recipe up along with this episode on twitter jay will put it up on facebook as well so you can check us out there uh, on twitter it's at super movie pod on facebook super movie bros podcast if you would like to suggest movie cocktails for us to do then you're gonna have to go over to patreon patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast join the patreon for just one dollar you can get additional content for five dollars you can get the additional content plus a gift and we have various different stages for tier four and tier five various different incentives for tier four tier five including assigning us movie homework pretty much whenever you want and then you also have a say in the categories that go into future movie cocktails as well as if you're in the top tier you get to assign us a full-on movie cocktail to do which if you have the ability to you can also join us for if you if you would like we are of course part of a network we are part of the Podfix Network, so head over to podfixnetwork.com. You can check out all the movie cocktail recipes that are up there, and you can also check out all the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network. I was just on So I Married a Movie Geek, the 1987 movie draft. The votes are already closed, so I may have one. I may not have one. I do not know, but I still encourage you to head over there and listen to those, because the 1980s tournament, it's a ton of fun. You can listen to, to drafts from the year of 1980, all the way up to 1987 currently next one will be 1988 and then the finals and the championship it'll be 1989 and mm. hopefully i will be there again so check out so i married a movie geek at movie geek cast on twitter would like to drop one final line to our sponsor blowfish you can get your 15% off of this hangover cure by going to fourhangovers.com and use the promo code smbfish for your 15% off have a great night cheers cheers, cheers.